Um, I have a little monologue where I say, Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Lossless Media Podcast. I'm here with Caden Wemple. Did I say that correctly? Yeah, that's good. Awesome. Well, will you tell us a little bit about yourself? Sure. Uh, my name is Caden. My artist name is Portra. I am a singer-songwriter that just moved from Denver to LA. Um, and I also just graduated college, my degree in songwriting. And um, yeah, I've been songwriting for really as long as I can remember. And that's my whole, that's my whole shtick, I guess. I actually found you on TikTok from one of your songwriting videos where you're sitting down with a guitar and just singing, which was really cool to see. I like I like those like face-to-face interactive videos where someone's just sitting down and playing a song and you're really good. So oh, I, that's why you, I reached man. out because your music you. is I really incredible. That. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. So you said you just moved from Denver to LA? Yes, I did. That seems yeah. like a huge change. It is a huge change, dude. I well, so I grew up in California originally. I'm from a town called San Luis Obispo, um, and I went to Denver for college. And uh, I lived there for about five years. And I'm just making my way back to LA. I'm gonna live with my producer, um, who's producing my upcoming EP, and we're just gonna vibe, and it's gonna be really, really fun. Really excited. That sounds super exciting. Is the EP uh, covered in covered in the sediment, or um, is that one of the so- songs? The there's a single on off the EP called "Covered in the Sediment," but uh, the whole the, the whole EP is called uh, I don't know you know, and it's five songs, and um, a couple of them are already out. Um, well, actually, so my first single was "Not to Catch You by Surprise," and that came out in July. Uh, that's gonna stand on its own, and then I have a uh, little spider on the shower wall, which is out. And then Covered in the Sediment is coming out on April 7th. I will include a link to that song uh, once it comes out as well. Because, again, I really like your music and I think people need to hear it. Uh, Thank you, dude. That, that's, so, that's so nice, dude. I really appreciate that. So I want to ask you about Little Spider on the Shower Wall. Because that's the first yeah. song I heard by you. The first promotion I heard on TikTok. And you had kind of explained it in the video I saw as like uh, personifying the spider as yourself. So can you yes. tell me about the song and about like that, how you got that idea for the song? Yeah, so I think I actually like wrote it. I wrote a lot of it in the shower, actually. I had seen like a spider on the shower wall and I just thought it would be interesting to like personify the spider as myself. I just kind of been going through a tough time uh, with some some falling outs with friends and some new changes, breakup, stuff like that. And I think I was just like kind of exemplifying my uh, insecurities through a conversation with the spider i guess if that makes sense yeah yeah that makes sense i I think it's a a really unique idea and i I loved it it's something i haven't seen before so that was cool thanks man Um, thank you and then from that i checked out your other music you have one other song up which i'm I'm blanking on the name right now but it's the one i've listened to the most because i really really like it oh Uh, thank you Uh, is it not not to yeah yeah yeah, yeah. not to catch you by surprise that is a very catchy song the whole thing the whole way through and you could tell like Obviously, if you look a little bit deeper at the lyrics, like, holy shit, this guy clearly went through something. We don't have to get into all that, but the song itself sounds amazing, and I just want to congratulate on on that. And if you have anything to say about that song specifically, go ahead. Yeah, no, so, I mean, essentially that song was just just about a breakup where the relationship had kind of fizzled out. We had been dating for two years, and it just kind of like, I don't know, you know when things things just fizzle out sometimes, and it, it wasn't like a, it was a pretty like mutual understanding that we probably shouldn't be together because it was unhealthy, but still sucks to break up with somebody. Yeah. Uh, but no, I mean, I, I think a lot of good stuff came out of that song, though, because that's that song is actually how my current girlfriend found me. Um, oh, really? She like, 
Yeah, yeah, it's really How weird. How did that happen? He, um, so she, my my girl, girlfriend is an artist uh, in Toronto. That's why I'm in Canada right now. But she reached out to me over Instagram and was like, hey, I really like this song. I like paint to it all the time and I would love to do your album art. So I was like, oh, that's so cool. And then we had a phone call and we ended up talking for like six hours on the phone just about like music and life. And yeah, we just started dating. <laughs> that's a crazy story. Oh my God. It's, it, isn't that crazy? Yeah. It's just like, it's really interesting how stuff works out sometimes. And like, I'm just, I'm really grateful for that song. Um, and yeah, it, it's, it's like, it's one of my favorite songs I've put out. So I'm glad, I'm glad people resonate with it too. And I found it. Yeah, it's, it's definitely an, an amazing song. Well, um, thank you. And I'm super excited to see what you do next because I was a little disappointed that there was only two songs when I found you. <laughs> have and, and you said you've been creating music for as long as you can remember or something like that. Do you have any other music out somewhere? Yeah, I, d- I do. So in, in college, I was in this band called Keep Off the Grass. Uh, it, that was like my main project for probably five years, uh, four and a half or five years. And we had... Uh, we came out with an album last April. That is a much more like emo, in, like Midwest emo, indie, indie emo project. And it's like, it's, it's way different than the Porker project that I'm working on right now. But yeah, that was, that was like my emo phase in college. Fair enough. I think I'll I, I think I hit it a little bit late, but uh, better late than never, I guess. Yeah, fair enough. It seems like that band did, did pretty well. I, I'm, I just looked them up. You got like tens of thousands of plays on the songs over there, which is pretty cool. Oh, thank Thanks, dude. Yeah, we um we did some cool stuff. I mean, like we we never went on tour or anything, but we played all around Colorado. We uh had our album release party at the Fox Theater in Boulder, which was like a really cool show. And yeah, that was just that was a ton of fun. That was like my that was just so much fun to play live because everyone was moshing and stuff, and it was just that was, that was a good time. Do you, do you play live with them often, or did you? Oh yeah, yeah. That we played we played all around Denver for like well, excluding COVID, we probably played around Denver for like three or four years. And it, yeah, that was like that was like my introduction to to getting into live music, which is like what what I'm super passionate about. It's just like playing the music live. So it was a cool introduction to that. I, I think today a lot of people, especially with COVID, the past few years. Um, don't necessarily understand or know what it's like to play a live show, including me. I, can you go into like the feelings behind playing a live show, like kind of what that experience is like? Yeah, I I love playing live so much. It's such an, uh, I, I don't know, in, in person, I'm kind of like, I'm sort of shy and uh, not always super outgoing. But when I'm on stage, I mean, I just, I love to go apeshit and just go crazy because I feel like that's just when I express myself the most. Um, and yeah, dude, it's it's so much fun. It's it's just so electric. And it doesn't even matter if you're playing to one person or like 500 people. It it just it always feels the same. It's it's so amazing to play live. And I I, I play a live show every chance I get. I I play to like I I busk sometimes too. And yeah, dude, it's it's just so much fun. I love playing live. That's that's amazing. Um, <laughs> uh, you said you were shy, and as someone who is also self-proclaimed shy, um, uh-huh. thinking of playing a live show sounds terrifying. Do, did you right. have stage fright at the start? Did you were you scared of kind of like getting up there and like putting yourself out there and doing that in front of a crowd of people or even just one person? Uh, How did you get past that initial fear? Honestly, I I never ever. Well, I I rarely get stage fright. I mean, if it's if it's like a bigger show, it's not so much stage. Right. It's more of a feeling of 
uh, of fucking up, I guess. But I, I'm not, a, uh, it's, it's kind of hard to explain because I don't know. It's, it's not, it's not stage fright because as soon as I play the first note of the first song, I, all of that goes away. All the nervousness yeah. goes away. Yeah, dude, I, it's just, it's never bothered me too much to be on stage in front of people. I just, I love it. That's, it's, that's it's my favorite thing. Yeah. You're definitely blessed because that terrifies me. <laughs> why does it why does it terrify you i just the whole exp- like the whole thing it i i've never gotten on stage and played in front of people so i don't think maybe it's just been so long that like the feelings are heightened and it's like oh that's terrible i can never do that you know what i mean i don't know uh, yeah i guess that i mean definitely I, I the feeling of fucking up, up is like, huge for sure yeah oh totally totally I did grow up like playing a lot of shows and I was in musical theater and stuff like that growing up. So, and that's way more scary than playing, than playing just with my guitar and stuff. But I, I've always, I've always been performing in front of people and I guess, I guess maybe that's why it didn't scare me. Yeah, it, I'm sure it that would continues help. continues to not scare me. But yeah, when I, when I'm writing a song, I, I think about how it's going to sound live too, for sure. And when you played live for those like three years, did were you did you play guitar or what did you do specifically in that band? Yeah, so it, so in that band, I was the songwriter and the um, singer and the I, I guess I was lead lead guitarist. We, there were we started off as a four piece and then uh, that dwindled down to a three piece. So I, I was mostly mostly lead guitar in that band. I, I would say. But you sang all the music too. But but I sang all the, I sang all the music too. Yeah, I sang songs and stuff. That's really impressive. Thanks, You're so dude. cool. Yeah. You're so cool. Yeah, no, it's just that's that's all I've wanted to do my whole life and it was like a that band was like a really good starting point for me. I learned a shit ton through that too. I mean, just with like so I I mean, we didn't get a record deal or anything like that, but it was it taught me a lot about the music industry and especially in the live scene and how to how to like respect your people you're on the bill with, like, you know, just like I guess performance etiquette in like a real music scene like Denver, because Denver is such like a it's an intimate music scene and it's a big music scene too. Every but everyone knows each other. So if you get a reputation as like a shitty person to play with, nobody's gonna wanna play with you and you're not gonna get shows. So it's just like I don't know, I learned a ton through that band. And we'll take that with me for like the rest of my live career for sure. Uh, it's really cool yeah. to see someone who who had that dream growing up and is is living it right now. That's awesome. Um, Thanks, dude. I'm not smart enough to do anything else, so I was terrible <laughs> at school. Fair I was enough. terrible at school. Uh, so yeah, I just I kind of committed to this at a young age and was like, you know, fuck it, nothing else I want to do. I'm a big believer of of at any time in your life you could turn around and you could learn a new skill and. If you throw yourself at it, you could probably you could probably get somewhere with it. <laughs> Thank you. I it, well, I mean, yeah, I think I think most people can, but man, I I am so deep in with this music stuff that I don't, I can't see myself doing anything else. Either. I can't. I, I don't want you to do anything else. I want you to just keep making music <laughs> as long as you can because what I've heard so far is incredible, and I just want to hear oh, more. Thank you. So thank for you, you specifically, no, you can't do anything else. Sorry. <laughs> fair, fair enough. Uh, yeah. I'm kidding, but um, I'll, I'll listen to you. <laughs> Uh, okay, I have a couple more questions for you because I do want to keep it a little bit tight. Uh, sure. t- yeah, yeah. Tight's a weird word. Short is what <laughs> I meant. Just because I've had longer interviews in the past and editing like an hour-long interview down. No, I know. I have to... I, I do that for my... I, I like edit podcasts too. Oh, sometimes yeah. Sometimes for my, for my work. And yeah, it sucks. But I, I work for a roofing company and I edit podcasts about roofs. So your your podcast is probably a lot more interesting. I really do want to ask you about that now. You, what what do <laughs> a, what does a roofing podcast talk about? 
it's exactly what you think it'd be. <laughs> How do you get it's past really, the first episode? I well, okay. So to be fair, I write I write articles about the podcast. I it's such a weird job, dude. I it's my friend's company and or my friend's family's company. She's also a musician, but she uh, her family just has like this basically like PR firm that does marketing for I would say roofing companies. It's 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 weird. I just hmm. like it's a weird job. It's it's not necessarily bad, also not necessarily interesting. It sounds cool. It sounds like a, a decently fun job. It sounds interesting. It's, it's cool because it's remote for sure, and it allows me to travel a lot, which is nice. That's awesome. Uh, I mean, but yeah, no, I, I definitely just a means to an end. I can play. I can play music in the long run. Fair enough. Um, okay, so I have a few other questions. One of them is yeah, yeah. this might be a hard one to answer, but what do you feel is the hardest part of the music creation process? I don't know. Maybe maybe let's come back to that in a second. Okay. Um, yeah. I also wanted to ask you about TikTok specifically because that's how I found you and it's instrumental in growing a lot of people's careers today. Uh, do you totally. feel like it's been a, a major major help or had a major impact on your career? Oh, hell yeah. Yeah. No, it's been... It's been pretty much the only way that anyone has ever heard my music. Even even on a smaller to medium sized scale like I'm on, it's still like so such an amazing platform for people to discover your music where they otherwise wouldn't have. It's 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 promotional value that's worth thousands of dollars that I could do for free. And it's just like um it's so awesome. I I mean it's how I met my girlfriend. Um, yeah, that is insane. That's so crazy to me. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's like it's it really has changed my life and I thought it was so lame at first when I first got it because I thought it was just a dancing app but it's 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 yeah. so it's so much more than that um, my girlfriend still to this day refuses to get TikTok she she's thinks it's cringe which it, it's it is a little cringe smart. but it's so smart on her part because it's it's incredibly addicting and you know like as great as TikTok is um, it has its downfalls too cuz you know it's it's addicting and when your videos don't do as well it it's weird it puts me in a bad mood when my videos do shitty yeah it's like it's something that i've never really experienced before and it sucks yeah i think i think it's awesome for so many reasons but it, i mean just like everything it, it has its upsides and its downsides yeah for sure yeah, yeah. um okay well my other question is also a bit of a hard one, so we can jump back to the other one, or if you have an answer for this one, we can do this one. Um, uh, throw it at me. This question is, what is your ultimate goal with your music? Which is kind of a very general question, so I think I'll explain it a bit further, but um, for example, well, I, I guess I think a lot of people have uh, a message that they want to tell people or something that they want to express about themselves or about the world when they make music. Do you have anything right. in particular like that? or? Yeah, um, I would say that, well, first of all, I, I, I want people to hear my music so badly because I do have something to say um, in my music. And, you know, e even with like, not to get you by surprise, it was just, it was a song that was just about a breakup. But I think, I think a lot of people resonated with it. And some people have messaged me saying like, this got me through my breakup. And like, it, it just, it's helped me so much. And if I can, I know this is so cliche, but like, honestly, if I can help people understand their mundane situations or like, you know, pretty like typical situations like a breakup yeah. or um, even just like, you know, their everyday lives, if I can make them understand it in a way that like resonates with them and maybe it makes them think about it differently, that's like, that's so big for me. It just makes me feel really awesome. And I want to continue to do that. 
forever. Yeah, I think you should. Uh, I, I think you're also uh, playing it down a little bit by saying it's cliche because I think what you did with that song is kind of put a very, very emotional topic and a very something like like a way that people think when going through a breakup that they don't really talk about a lot of the time unless they're with like a therapist or something. But when you're going through a situation like that, I think you have a lot of emotions and a lot of thoughts that you don't really know how to like verbalize. And with that song, I think you did it very well. So a lot of people are for sure connecting with that and I can connect with it in a way as well. And I think uh, many, many more people probably can as well if they got the chance to hear it. Um, Thank you. So yeah, Thank I, you. I, I wouldn't minimize it by saying anything. I think what you're doing is incredible and that's a great well, reason to make awesome. it. I, I, I really appreciate that, Tyler. It's like, that, makes me, that makes me super happy that you said that. All right. Do you have an answer to the hardest part of the music creation process? And if you can't think of anything, that's fine. I think the hardest part of the creation process is maybe knowing that it has the possibility to not resonate with people and that it can fail i think it's the fear of it failing i think it's the fear of it failing you and feeling and failing the people you want to share it with maybe it not hitting in the way that you would want it to if that makes sense yeah that makes sense yeah i think that i don't i don't know if that's the heart i mean that's maybe the scariest part of it but i think i think it's pretty hard too and failure is such a harsh term too yeah but i think i think that's kind of honestly a fair way of putting it I'm really hard on myself as far as like creating goes. I think I'm not, I'm pretty close to a perfectionist. And when stuff doesn't hit the way I want it to, or like if I share it with someone and they're like, eh, that's heartbreaking. And I think that's the hardest part. Yeah, I, I agree. I think that's a great yeah. one. It, it reminds me of a, a song title by this guy named Shrimp. Um, <laughs> and the song title is Fear of Failure, Scared of Success. Yeah. Fear of Failure, Scared yeah. of Success. Which Yeah, I totally. And I think, uh, honestly, I, like, I really try to ignore that part of it because you're really the only one, you yourself, this is also cliche, but you yourself is really the only person that can stand in the way of your success. And I know that's so cliche, but if you get too in your head about that shit, like, you're never going to, you won't be able to create anything, let alone something even shitty. So, like, you might as well just put that on hold and uh, kind of suppress that thought. Yeah, that's great advice. Yeah, I, I mean, at least, at least I think I, I don't know. That's kind of how I've, I've always felt. Might as well put it out there. Like the first song I ever put out, I was like twelve. My mom was like, "Oh my god, you wrote a song? Let's make a music video for it." Oh, really? And I, <laughs> it's, it's so bad, dude. So I put out the music video, and I just got roasted by my friends for like li- literally to this day for like the last. Aww. Well, I mean, it's not. It's pretty funny and cringy. I mean, you could you could look it up. Um, it's called Sticky Situation. But there's a music video with it, and it's just so fucking cringy. And it's like what, probably twelve or thirteen years old now. But it's. Uh, but there's there's I something really cool absolutely. about get putting yourself out there and trying, especially at a young exactly, age when it's exactly. not really That's, normalized well, to do something like that. Th- thank you. I mean, I think I think it's just like you have to put shit out. I think my mom actually taught me a pretty valuable lesson. Like, just put shit out there to put it out there. Yeah. Even if it's cringy and shit, you know. Yeah, I think that's one of the most important things that I ever learned as well. Uh, yeah, so I totally. I agree entirely for sure. What's I mean? What did Wayne Gretzky say? Uh, I don't you know. Hundred percent of the is. shots you don't take. Oh, <laughs> I've <laughs> heard that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Do you watch The Office? I've watched the whole. Yeah. Okay, I think I think Michael Scott says that also. He probably like says it and he probably fucks yeah. it up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think he does. All right. Well, it's been a pleasure having you on. 
Um, oh yeah, thank you so much, Tyler. Like I, I super appreciate it. Um, I'm excited to see it up on the website and all that. Yes, I'm excited to get this one out as well because this is this. Um, y- you are cool to me, so this thank one's you. exciting. You're, you're cool to me too, man. Thank you. Um, send me your music too. I'd love to hear it. Um, I will do that. But give give yourself a little shout out here. Tell people where they can find you uh, if they want to, you know, find your social media or your music. Sure. So you can find me on TikTok. My uh, handle is Caden Wemple. Um, you can also find me on Spotify under Portra. Um, I have two songs out right now. I have a song coming out April 7th of this year called Covered in the Sediment and an EP that'll hopefully be out in June or July. Amazing. April 7th. Yeah. It's coming up, everybody. All right. Thank you for All coming right. on. Um, I'm going to say I'm going to stop the recording. So goodbye, podcast. See you <laughs> later.